Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. And welcome to Leverage to Scale. I'm your host, I'm Dan, and I'm joined today by the CEO and co-founder of Savvy Card, David Etheridge. David, uh, welcome to the show, first of all. Thanks, Dan. Uh, so appreciate we just, you having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we're recording on a Friday. We were just talking before the show about Fridays don't seem to be what they are anymore, what they used to be. It's just kind of a weird thing, but uh, I'm happy to spend my Friday with you anyway, regardless of what it looks like. Well, I appreciate it. It's, it's uh, I don't know, it's sort of funny. My wife and I, um, we, we're cooking at home a lot more than we used to, and so Friday nights are sort of like at-home date night, and uh, there you go. You know, so there's there's positives, I guess. Yeah, there you go. So David, I said you were the CEO and co-founder of Savvy Card. Let's di- dig in a little bit to that. You're entrepreneurial, obviously running your business as the founder. Um, what does it mean to be uh, the, the founder of Savvy Card and who do you serve? Well, uh, okay. So we're, uh, we're, a, um, we're an investor-backed startup, technology startup. So I serve my investors is uh-huh. the answer to that question. Um, we, uh, we've raised about $10 million in capital, mostly through angels. And um, and uh, it's been a pretty interesting journey. Um, I was just reading a statistic online. That I, I guess it's like one in 200 startups raise capital. Like most, most startups fail to ever raise a penny worth of capital. And so mm. we've been very, very successful, you know, relative to the average. But it's, it's, um, it's tough, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, being an entrepreneur is one of the most challenging things that I've ever uh, experience in my life. It's extremely rewarding. Uh, but you know, your, your, your boss is your investors. And, yeah. uh, so, uh, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a very, very interesting sort of dynamic. Right on. So tell me a little bit about, uh, Savvy Card. I was looking you up on, on LinkedIn and it sounds sort of like, you know, technology based, you're a, a SaaS company startup. What, what do you guys do? So, um, I, I guess about you know 15 years ago we were looking at uh, at um, uh, mobile phones and mobile technology. We were thinking about the fact that you know websites were built for computers, and yeah. you know there there's this there was this question about you know how is content going to be distributed on these these small devices these handheld devices right? And this was before we'd ever even seen an iPhone, uh, but it just felt like you know it felt like it was going to be very di- difficult to take the billions of web pages that were out there and to make them work effectively on, on, you know, on smartphones. And so we started thinking about how, how does having a really small form factor like a smartphone change the way that content is created? And that, that eventually led to, you know, basically the idea behind Savvy Card. Gotcha. I mean, you're talking billions of websites, even just 15 years ago. I can't even imagine what that number is anymore. I, it seems to just double every week or whatever. Like it's crazy. Well, so it's sort of funny. I was I was looking at some research, and and there's I guess today there's like 4.6 billion web pages, hmm. and there's there's only a few million, like four or five million 
uh, native applications, like applications for, you know, in the Apple and, and Google, uh, Google store. So, you know, the web, the first web page sort of went online 29 years ago. And it's just, it's just, it's crazy to think about billions of web pages being built and, and the, you know, the, the industry that has emerged in the last 30 years to be able to support that. And it's gone from, in the early days, it was like a single programmer, you know, sitting down and creating a page for you. And it's evolved to the point where now you can go buy a website as a sort of prepackaged commodity through GoDaddy and, and be up and running in a few minutes. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a fascinating journey. So uh, I want to get to know you a little bit, David. Um, you're, so, you know, the, the, the reason behind starting the business is you saw this change coming even 15 years ago. Um, you wanted to serve, you know, business owners, it sounds like. But what's your why? What is your motivation to do what you do? Well, I, I, so I, I, sort of, I sort of think I was born in the wrong era because back in 1984, when I graduated from high school, there weren't any entrepreneurship programs, right? You, you, you know, startups were just like, they were just beginning. The idea of being a startup founder was just, uh, just beginning to emerge in like Silicon Valley. Right. Mm. And so it, in, in my time, you would go to business school and learn how to, you know, create a business or run a business. But this idea of, of sort of arbitrage, right. Where you, you identify something that a need that exists in the marketplace, that's not really effectively being serviced by any of the businesses that are out there today, you know, that, that just wasn't something that was being taught. Right. And it, you know, so my, my, my why as a person, as a business person, I, I want to build things and I, and I like to problem solve. Right. So I, I sort of feel like I'm a little bit of, I've got, I've got a spirit of an architect, right. I, I, I see, um, I see a need for something and I want to build something to fill that need. And I'm excited when it's an opportunity to do something that's really never been done before. So, um, I, I think that, I think that that's, you know, that really sums up a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs. They don't just want to go out and build another, you know, restaurant or, or, or coffee shop or, uh, retail store. They want to go and create something, you know, new that's unique mm -hmm. and has never been done before. And with technology, um, sort of, you know, changing, you know, every, every, what is it? Every two or three years, you know, the, 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 the technology that we deal with in our everyday life just transforms every two or three years. It's, yeah. it's, it's just crazy. And so there's opportunities to go out and build businesses that couldn't exist or had no reason to exist even five years ago. So that's, that's my why is identifying needs, identifying opportunities that are, that are, uh, that are based on, you know, sort of the evolution of technology and, and then going out and figuring out how to build a business that, that addresses that. Yeah. Um, and so you've addressed an, an issue with your, with Savvy Card and you're, uh, you're doing this thing, but, and it sounds like it's going well, but there has, there has to be moments though, where like, I mean, so many entrepreneurial people I've heard talk about hitting that rock bottom moment, throwing up your hands, thinking, is this even the right thing? Um, have you had those moments too as an entrepreneur over the years? Yeah, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, they're out in front of the curve, right? You, you, you have a vision for something and the, the timing is critical, right? If you have a vision for uh, what the future is going to look like and you're five years too early, then your company is not going to work, right? And, you know, there's lots of stories about uh, founders who came up with an idea, went out, you know, raised capital, um, built a business, and it failed. 
And then 10 years later, somebody did the exact same business and it succeeded. <laughs> and they were just, yeah. they were just, they were just too early uh, to the market. And, uh, you know, there, there's, there's lots and lots of examples. I think there's a great story about someone who, who wanted to sell, you know, pet food and pet supplies and stuff online and developed, um, you know, developed a huge, you know, huge, raised a lot of capital and developed a huge business around it. And it just failed because consumers weren't ready to, to, you know, to take that step. But, but now you've got, you know, companies like Chewy, my, we've got Siberian Huskies and my wife buys all of the stuff for our dogs online. So, <laughs> so I think, I think that's the, the, the two big con- issues that I think um, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, face is, are they going to be able to raise capital? Are you going to be able to convince somebody else that your vision of the future is accurate and mm-hmm. is, 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 is worth them investing in? And number two is timing. Like, are you, are you too early or are you too late? Right. Because there's lots of stories of people trying to come into the market when they don't know it, but somebody's already three, four years ahead of them and, and they just haven't emerged nationally and, you get into the market and then six weeks later, somebody announces a billion dollar funding round to take their idea, you know, international and, and you're just too late to the market. So timing and, and access to capital, I think are the big, are the big, those are the big challenges that people face. Yeah. And that timing just goes right through your heart. I know when that happens. Um, so how about, how about for you then? What's, what's a hard moment for you? I mean, you've, you've had this capital raising that you've done, you've, you've, uh, risen above that statistic. So it sounds like things are good, but what kind of hard moments do you face? What challenges to uh, come up for you? You know, I think a lot of it is um, understanding what, understanding how you create value for your customers in the marketplace. Um, mm-hmm. You know, part of what Savvy Card is doing is we, we you know, we're, we're creating these, um, they're, they're basically micro applications, right? They're, they're, you know, like I have a Savvy Card for myself, uh, which I use sort of as a business card or a personal website. I, I use it for a lot of marketing and, and consumer engagement activities. And it does a lot of really, really interesting things. Like if you search on my name, it comes up number one on Google for my name, which is really, really cool. If I'm uh, somebody that, that my name is my business brand, right? Like realtors or, or podcasters, right? So, um, so, so it's a digital business card. I use it as a social media engagement tool uh, it's a search engine tool for me. It, it does all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. But it's very rare that you can take a business that sort of is is unfocused, right? That that has, you know, it's jack of all trades. It's never going to to really get traction, right? You need to focus in on sort of one value proposition or one activation moment um, that consumers are gonna are gonna you know go through and 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 have that aha moment where they realize how this is going to help them in their, you know, in their day-to-day lives. And so um, when, when you combine the fact that, you know, entrepreneurs are often out ahead of the curve and the fact that most of the time people aren't going to intuitively understand what the value of a new technology is going to be until they experience it, right? You, you've got this, this sort of unstable situation, this quicksand. Um, and, and that's, you're, you're slogging through that your entire time. You're, you're trying to figure out, who is my perfect market? How do I get them to that aha, that activation moment so that they understand the value? And then how do you communicate that story to the rest of the world so that other people that would get the same value are able, are aware of your product and are able to, to go and purchase it? So those are the things that we struggle with every day. And we, we've got about 200,000 real estate agents on our platform today. 
Um, and we're, we're in the process of beginning to expand it out to general like small businesses. And we just signed an agreement with IBM Global Services to go into the insurance and fintech sectors. So there, we're, we're making some progress, but we're still short of that point where everybody in the world knows what a savvy card is or, or how it creates value for them. So that's the struggle every day is just getting to that tipping point where you're sort of like, you're, you're too well known to fail. Like everybody knows who you are and what value you bring. And that that's going to create the momentum you need to succeed. Yeah. So without giving away your secrets, how do you work on that challenge of trying to get to that tipping point? Or maybe give away uh, your secret. I'll, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> I'll, I'll give away my secrets. I, I think the I think the biggest benefit, uh, like like the the easiest way for you to get to the point where you achieve that tipping point is you you have to be talking to your customers, right? Regularly talking to your customers, and I, I think that there's a lot of companies where the the founder or the CEO or management team they have an idea in their head about what they're building and why it's valuable and everything else. And if they don't spend a lot of time engaged with their customers, you're like hearing from their from the their consumers wh- why they believe the product is valuable or where you know it has shortfalls, where it's not delivering on value and stuff like that. Then you're too you're so disconnected from your customers that you're ultimately you know increasing the likelihood that you're going to fail. And mm-hmm. so I, I you know my recommendation and it, it, I actually. Um, I actually am a speaker uh, for, I, I, I speak at local colleges uh, to, to classes of young entrepreneurs. And I tell them before you even go out and put together, put together um, a funding package and try to raise capital, I, the first thing I would recommend that you do is that you seek out you know, 10 or 20 people that you think are your ideal customer and do surveys. Like, like ask them the questions that that a that an investor is going to ask you about you know how your product's going to you know what problem it's going to solve how it's going to service the market that you're going after what what's it worth what would people be willing to pay for it all that kind of stuff most business people try to figure that out on their own and i recommend that you go out and do customer surveys and let mm-hmm. them answer those questions for you because if, if they don't understand your product or they don't understand the value it's bringing or they can't put a price on it or whatever, you've probably got a bunch more. You need to go back to the drawing board and do more work. Yeah. It's amazing how powerful it is to just talk to people and ask them questions and see what they say. <laughs> you know? yeah. Listen, right. Listen to them. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, so often, you know, I, I'll go out and I'll talk to a realtor who's using our product and they'll, and they'll just say something very simple, like I was using it, but then I had a problem with this and then I stopped using it, right? And then you turn around and you go back and do a survey to other users and ask them how big of a problem this is. And and you'll find out that something relatively simple to solve, right? It could be that you need to provide better education or you need to make a minor modification to the functionality in your, in your, in your, in your product. Um, you make that change and all of a sudden it, 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 it activates a whole, you know, huge group of users that were not using the product before. So talking to your customers, that, that's the number one, number one thing that I would recommend to anybody in business, uh, if they want to, if they want to increase the likelihood they're going to succeed. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, and it's funny cause it seems like that goes at all levels, whether it's a one person solopreneur all the way up to Jeff Bezos has the famed customer chair in meetings. Like, just got to talk to them. Listen. So I love that. That's it. 
Yeah. Um, so you, you, you were talking about being that, that leading edge, David, and, and when you are making your own market, trying to be a thought leader in that space, coupled with the fact that it's such a noisy world right now with so much social media and content and everything else, um, what did you do to become that thought leader in that space? I, well, I don't know that I'm a thought leader in our space yet. I think that, I think that, um, you know, I think, I think there are certain things that we understand, um, as a, as a business that maybe are unique. Like one, one of the things that we've learned recently, um, with so many people working from home and, and so many people using zoom, like we're on zoom right now, so many people using zoom to engage, there's this weird sort of disconnect that that is happening that didn't exist before right so you used to interact with people uh you go to a, a luncheon or you'd meet them at starbucks and you'd shake hands and you'd pass them a business card right mm-hmm. and that that whole you know that whole interaction has sort of been lost right in right. in di- in the digital world and so what's the alternative right and so you know a lot of people use their savvy cards as, as business card replacements but what we're finding is one of the most powerful things that we found that people are doing now is they'll just paste the link to their savvy card into the chat window of their Zoom meeting or their Google Hangouts meeting at the beginning of the meeting and then tell people you can get my business card by just clicking on the link in the chat window, right? Mm. So so that was like a really crazy emergent, you know, emergent opportunity that 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 we we had never thought of that prior to you know, the first time that somebody told us that they had used their savvy card in that way. And, and I, I think that that's what's really interesting is when you're able to, when you're able to start talking about um, how technology is being used in the marketplace today by people that are getting real results, you know, with it, that's when you really start to position yourself as a thought leader in your space. And to the extent that you can incorporate data, like real, you know, data, um, showing, you know, that, that what you're talking about is real and is, is moving the needle for people in terms of sales or prospecting or whatever, then, then I think you become a thought leader. I think that uh, so many people go out there and create the perspective that they're a thought leader by publishing all this content, making all these claims and stuff. But to me, a thought leader is somebody who's able to give me a piece of information that I can implement in my business and see, you know, tangible results, um, you know, very, very quickly and easily. And, and so, I, 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 that's what we strive to be at Savvy Card in terms of thought leadership. Yeah, I think that's great advice. It's not just about creating the content. It's about the, the context, the relevancy, and the delivery of it. That's right. Kind of that's what I hear right. you saying. Yeah. That's exactly right. <clears throat> so, David, if there's one thing over the last year that you could redo, what does that look like? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do I have to pick <laughs> from the list of things that I... Uh, um, you know, I, I don't... I, I'm going to give you a bad answer. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't spend any time trying to figure out what I could do differently. Okay. And here's, here's, this is another thing that when I'm, when I'm teaching on young entrepreneurs, um, I, I teach them your mistakes are far more valuable than the things that you get right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're a founder of a startup, you're going to fail. Like there's a story about Jeff Bezos, right? Where, you know, he, he had to take 60 meetings to raise his first million dollars for Amazon. Okay, so he got 59 no's before he got a yes and, and, and raised the first billion dollars. Right. And and in, in, in reality, it's like he was raising, you know, a million dollars, fifty thousand dollars at a time. 
Now think about what Amazon is today, right? And and so you go back and you think about Je- Jeff Bezos and and other founders who have you know turned turned their um, you know turned their ideas into unicorns, right? Everybody seems to feel like that they're success stories, the overnight success stories, but they're not, right? They're preceded by you know years, months, sometimes years, sometimes decades of hard work until you get to the point where that overnight success happens. And the success happens primarily because of the failures, because of the mistakes, because the mistakes are what teach you how to, how to, you know, how to move forward. The successes Mm -hmm. may validate what you're thinking, but the mistakes are much more important. So I, I, I would not give back any of the mistakes that I've made in the last year. All right. So those have brought you to where you are now and taught you we we don't grow in our comfort we grow in the discomfort the failures so um, yeah that's a, no, that's not a bad answer David that's a good one I like that um, so if that's the last year what about the next year what does success look like for you in 2021 and for Savvy Card well so you know it's taken us a while to raise the capital that we've raised so far and um, I, I I think our our revenues are growing. Our user base is growing. Our usage, like we had 300% increase in usage uh, between February and, and June because of the stay-at-home order. So more people are using, you know, online tools for digital, you know, digital marketing and digital prospecting and stuff. And, and Savvy Card fits within that. So yeah. uh, we, we've got some really nice traction. And what we've got to do is we've got to scale. We've got to begin to to really scale beyond sort of our local regional success and, and beginning begin to establish ourselves as a national, you know, as a national player in our space. And yeah. so success for me a year from now um, would be that we probably have, uh, we probably have generated enough success on the sales side that we're able to go out and, and, and close a significant series a funding round. And that we were able to, you know, basically inject that money back in to, to go out and start buying market share. Um, that's, that probably would be a success for us. Yeah. Right on. So how can the leverage to scale community jump on board and support you in that vision? Then where can, where can they find you and be a part of this? Well, I, you know, I, I think probably the simplest answer to that, to that, unless you've got any Silicon Valley VCs that are sitting, that are, that are listening to this. (laughs) You never know. The simplest, well, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they were, but, uh, (laughs) the simplest answer would be, um, we think we've got a really cool technology um, for uh, that, that um, makes it easier for people to prospect and to generate sales opportunities through digital media, right? And 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 with the stay-at-home orders and coronavirus, um, you know, we're doing so much more through Zoom and through social media as business people than than we've done in the past. So I'd love it if 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 your folks went, if the if the if if your listeners you know, went to our website, SavvyCard.com, which is two Vs, S-A-V-V-Y-C-A-R-D.com. And, and, you know, checked out our small business product, Savvy Card for Business. And uh, if they want to, if they want to buy it and play around with it, I'd love to hear feedback on, on how useful they think it is. And if they don't buy it, I'd love for them to shoot me an email and tell me why they weren't interested. I'd love to hear from them as either customers or prospective customers who decided not to purchase our product. And the way they can get a hold of me is just put my name into Google, David Etheridge, E-T-H-E-R-E-D-G-E. And my savvy card comes up number one for my name and you can call me or text me or email me. Yeah. 
And I, and I, I tested it and then I looked while you were talking earlier and sure enough, man, it's there. Boom. And it looks really cool. It looks like it would fit really nicely on a smartphone. So, um, just, you know, tap the call, tap the email, whatever. So, uh, yeah, great stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, you know, I mean, why not try it out? Right. Like you said, digital prospecting and sales, that kind of thing. So savvycard.com, David Etheridge, man, thank you so much for being a part of this. This was a lot of fun. I liked, uh, I liked getting to know you and seeing what this whole, this whole savvy card thing is. So cheers, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.